and welcome to Flickercast, the podcast for the Flickr community. I'm Brian Campbell. And I'm Jason Matthews. This is episode number five. Okay, remember Brian, a couple episodes ago I said we were starting to get some listeners and uh, it wouldn't be too long before we'd ride this podcasting thing to fame and fortune? Yes, I do. All right, well, it's only episode five and already someone wants to pay us to do this thing. Really? Really. So what's the deal? Uh, Yeah. Well, she sent us an email to our flickercast at gmail.com address. Mm -hmm. Her name is Miss Anita Ego, the daughter of Mr. Becky Ego of Blessed Memory from Zimbabwe. Uh, And this is a very sad story. Uh, Apparently, her father was one of the most successful multi-farmers. I don't know what multi is, but apparently Mm -hmm. you you can get successful by farming it. Okay. Uh, Okay. Now, the president of Zimbabwe is Robert Mugabe. And supporters of him invaded her father's farm, burned it, and killed him. But before that happened, her father put 6.5 million U.S. dollars into the bank. Oh, man. Now, the only thing that she needs is an American bank account to put this money into because, you know, she can't get to this money. Oh, dude. And, uh, you know, this is all part of her long sob story. Well, so... we could use mine, you know. Where, where do we sign yeah, up? Yeah, that's what she wants to do. She somehow think. I mean, she knows from listening to the podcast that we're honest and trustworthy. Yeah. And she wants to use either your or my bank account mm-hmm. to put this six point five million dollars in, and then she's going to do some shucking and jiving and get the money back out when she can. Yeah. All right. But for this, she's going to give us seven percent of the money. Wow. And then. Me and you could go halfies, halfsies, and then, uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've heard half-sies. that she's very, she's very trustworthy. So yeah, I mean, uh, okay, seven percent of that—that's four hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. I mean, that's a good start. Yeah, man, and you know, uh, and she says she wants truth and honest to be our watchword in this transaction. Truth and honest, and also check this out—it's a hundred percent risk-free. And absolutely confidential. Yeah, because, um, you know, when I give my bank account information out to a total stranger... It better be risk-free. It's, as long as it's 99% risk-free, I'm all That's for not it. good enough for me. No? 100? I need 100%. Okay. Well, since she says it's 100%, I say we do it. And she's obviously a, a, uh, a woman of God because she says thanks and God bless you. Sincerely yours. Wow. I'm impressed. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. So, yes, uh, we're gonna. As soon as we're done recording this, uh, we can email her. And uh, what the hell? If any of you other guys want to get in there and help her out, I will post her email in the show notes. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe she has because some. It's no fair. Just us getting rich on this thing. You, the listeners, need to get rich on this too. That's right. She she obviously is a, a fan of Flickr and, and maybe the, the Flickr cast. So obviously. She's going to help out the other uh, Flickrites out there with some money. She's one of our illustrious hundred-something listeners. Yeah. And counting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... What are you laughing about, dude? Oh, I'm just, I'm just so happy because I can't believe it. Only five... Me too. Four or five episodes and we get... Our money troubles are over. That's right. You know, episode six, six is going to sound awesome because we're going to have our own studio. You know, we could afford it. Yeah. We could afford it, you know. And we'll have so much... I mean, we'll, we're going to be able to quit our jobs. I mean, like, 
you know, some people need Adam Curry to pay them to quit their jobs before they can go full time yeah. with the podcasting, but not us. Yeah, we got because we've got Anita from Zimbabwe. That's right. Anita, some money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of that foolishness. Yes, there's news afoot. There is news, and uh, so was this like the fourth week in a row that Flickr has dropped some news on us right before we? St- uh, start recording. Yeah, it's fortunate for us that we have uh, more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, one of two things here. Uh, the first one, they say new account settings auto magically rotate. Now, um, in the XF XF data in um, your pictures, there right. is information in there that they can use to auto orient ori. Is that even? Is that right? Auto orientate yeah, well, your most photos. modern cameras have a, an orientation sensor right. that records in the EXIF data whether you're like 90 degrees counterclockwise or however the camera's facing when you take the shot. Yeah. So that's what it's reading, and then uh, when you upload to Flickr, it automatically reads that and orients your picture the way it should be. Normally, I would do it uh, manually before I uploaded the picture, but... Um, and I still will, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Okay. But, it, you know, it... Depending on the uh, the software you're using, sometimes it it takes a while. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, you know I'm going to continue to do it that way because, well, probably probably the same reason you're going to go ahead. The reason I'm going to is because it doesn't auto rotate the original. Uh, the original stays as is. So. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I would just rather have all sizes of my picture be the same orientation right you're going to have a copy on Flickr, and you're probably going to have a copy on your hard drive or or wherever else as well so you might as well have it right in the way you want it for in the first place um, mm-hmm. most of us do post-processing and uh you want it to be the right orientation before you start post-processing it that right. way you could actually see what's going on <laughs> you know yeah i can see some applications for this like if you just need to post something really quick and you don't have time for all the processing and fiddling around with it, yeah, this could be useful. Right. But uh, on the whole, I think it's a pretty small upgrade. <sighs> the other new feature, um, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of. Do you want to? Yeah, it's a little controversial. Bring that even, one up. Yeah. Even days after they introduce it, um, it used to be that above every picture there was a blog this button. And everyone had access to it, and now they're letting people restrict access to that. That's pretty much the only change. And uh, I don't know. I've I don't know. I've seen some uh, some posts in the groups, and a lot of people, like myself, are not fans of this idea. And why I'm not a fan is because if you really want your picture to be, um, you know, private, then you upload it and you change the and settings private. to private. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. everyone could see it. So why not, you know, take that extra step? And if someone wants to show a picture on their blog that they like, then allow them to do that. You know, it just it brings right. more uh, traffic to your photo stream. It just it seems to be, um, well, it's it's shutting down some of the openness. You know, for a site that's based on sharing and right, and uh, I guess mutual promotion. Um, I don't know. Not a very good sign, I don't think. Yeah, I, c- I could understand them um, restricting who prints um, images from your stream. You know, if you could say only right, f- that makes a lot of sense. Only friends can print from my stream. Only I can. Whatever, because that's 
there's a lot of money involved there, you know, depending on how professional or how good your images look. If someone right. could, wants to steal them and print their own book, you know, and risk the uh, copyright infringement if there is any. But even so, people who are selling prints professionally are already uploading low-resolution versions of their pictures. Yeah. At least that's the, the smart thing to do. <laughs> right. And or watermarked somehow. Yeah. But as for this, I mean, you're putting your pictures on Flickr because you want people to see them, right? Right. Well, why would you want less people to be able to see them? Or why would you want to keep people... Or you're not even keeping people from seeing it. You're just putting an extra stumbling, stumbling block in there for the blogger. So why would you want to make things more difficult for people to use your images? Right. If you did not mark your images private, then if someone really wants to show off your picture, they will simply do a save as and uh, upload it to their blog manually. So I don't, I don't really see a purpose with this uh, new feature. Or they'll... Feature. Or they'll go to all sizes and link to your image directly. I mean, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, you know. Or link to um, the Flickr page, you know, that photo's page if they have to. Right. Yeah, so this this isn't really going to cause any problems. It's just in a, kind of an annoyance to me and a, and a very unnecessary um, feature, if you want to call it that. So I'd call it perplexing. I don't know why they've done this yeah. or Right. Or who requested or who thought it was necessary. Because right. I think it's almost, it almost runs counter to um, the idea of the site itself. Yeah, and that's not good. Flickr is about openness. Right. And some people, there are people out there who are like, I've got to have everything I put on the web be private. Which strikes me as utterly pointless. Yeah. But... Sometimes, for some of those people, they need to be dragged kicking and screaming into an open system. Right. Yeah, I know. And uh, so, basically, if if you're if it's some you know personal picture, and or you just want it private, then make it private. Otherwise, let people. And see And what it. you're saying there is repeating exactly what Flickr said originally, long before they did this. Was that, uh, if I'll just read uh, what Striatic posted in this Flickr Central thread about this change mm -hmm. from the original uh, Terms of Service. The Flickr service makes it possible to post images hosted on Flickr to outside websites. This use is accepted and even encouraged. However, pages on other websites, which blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it goes on to say um, something else about how if you, you know, if you don't want people to do it, make them private. Yeah. So either they uh, forgot what they put in their, their terms of service so they have, you know, new people that are in charge of, of whatever at Flickr. I don't know what the deal is, so... I think it's... I think it's um, not that I want to put the responsibility for it on new users, but I think it's people coming in that don't quite... that would like this to be more of a photo hosting service than a photo sharing service. Uh, yeah. If they want a photo hosting service, then... Um, Go to Photo Bucket or whatever else, you know, whatever, whatever of, the other ones are. Yeah, a gazillion of other sites out there that are just for hosting photos. Right. Okay, so moving on then. Uh, we got a nice email from Hughes500, and uh, he said some nice things about the, the Flickr cast, but he also pointed us to a um, an interesting group that 
he's in charge of called Virtual World Interactive. So we checked it out, and um, you know we're not just gonna talk about anyone's group, but uh, this one is to me uh, pretty interesting, and it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, I really like what they're doing here. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, and uh, they have a, a decent amount of members, but uh, you know they could always. It's the kind of thing that will only get better as it scales up. Yeah. And uh, let's just explain what they're doing, what the idea behind the group is. Um, people upload photos to the pool of some place in the world. And ideally, you have a cluster of people uploading a cluster of photos of a particular location. And they have a few set in the uh, group description. They have a few locations linked already. So you can see what the idea is. Basically, every view of um, of this particular location will have a note on the image linking back to some other view. Right. And uh, a lot of these I noticed, um, some I, I see here from New York, because there's a lot of people in New York, and New York's a big city with a lot to see. And um, right. either they're kind of uh, panoramic shots with a, you know some really wide zoom or I mean wide angle lens and or um, they took maybe four separate picture pictures and they simply used a, a program to stitch them together right and some of the notes on those images will link to say a particular detail in the image like a certain building or um, certain area of the landscape right I, I really and then you can if it makes it possible to kind of um, I hate to use the word surf, but that's, you know, yeah. somewhat appropriate. It lets you surf around the various views of, uh, you know, this area. Right. And then get back to the main view also. And some of them um, are more complex than others. Like some, you know, show a very wide view and may have, um, you know, 10 or 15 notes. And you could look at each one and usually it says what this is and then it'll have an actual hyperlink and you click that. And it goes to a larger image as if you were standing there. Or sometimes if, as if you were standing there taking a picture of some other place. Um, it could go many layers deep, depending on what it is. And um, aside from that, I found one here called uh, Opera at Lincoln Center. And really, there's, there's only two notes. But one of the notes, it says, click here to switch to daylight. So... Um, this That's this nice. is a nighttime shot, and if you click this, um, switch to daylight, it'll show you the image, the same image, but in the daytime, obviously. So, you know, there's there's a whole lot of, um, I guess you could say, applications that you can do with this group. I mean, a lot of different things. Um, you know, it. I think it's limited depending on your imagination and um, participation. You know, like. Right. The more people that participate, the more complex the the uh, what would you call them tours maybe of the area. Yeah. The more complex they would be, the more people are submitting to the pool. Right. I wouldn't mind contributing to this. The only problem is it'd be kind you know limit limited to me and you because of the area we're in. Right. Um, there's right. only 128 members right now, so there's not going to be too many tours of uh, say. Taylorville or Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, I think actually, I think we're the. There's us and maybe three or four other people from the entire uh, Springfield metro area. Right. 
uh, definitely check this out. Uh, you know, they've they've got some good stuff here, and um, you know, contribute what you can. Okay, so uh, next up, uh, I want to talk about a blog that is uh, external to Flickr, but related to Flickr. Um, if you're familiar with the Flickr blog, which is at blog.flickr.com, it's where the developers get a chance to just uh, highlight pictures they like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just whatever they find interesting. Um, and the one I want to focus on is the uh, same idea. It's called the Nighthawks blog. And that is at night-hawks.blogspot.com, and we'll have a link to, the show, in, to that in the show notes. Um, so the idea here is that they just highlight images that they find interesting, but it's all night photography. Oh, yes. And, you know, I said last episode that uh, street photography and photojournalism would be my number one favorite genre or style. Mm-hmm. My number two would be night photography. And uh, it's also something that's difficult for me to get into. Right. Because there's not much around here worth seeing at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but frequently you would think, you know, night photography, oh, it's going to be kind of you know, dark and dull colors. But no, these this is extremely vibrant colors, usually. Right. And uh, you, I don't sometimes know, a, you, a different view than you're used to seeing. Right. You get some of these uh, images are very contrasty, and I like that. Um, a lot of long exposures, too. Yeah. <laughs> um one of my favorites on here is uh did you see the pagoda? It's of the uh it's yeah, yeah. I guess this is uh in the botanical gardens of Montreal and it's a um Chinese style. And uh, you know, you get the kind of this orange lighting and it looks it looks very surreal. Yeah, uh, these are really good. And a lot of people are doing the the light painting technique where you leave the shutter open for a long time and then you use you know, like a, a flashlight with a gel on it or something, like some other colored lighting to uh, walk around the scene and just kind of light up things you want to be a certain color. Right. Uh, difficult to explain that one, but hopefully when you see them, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Here's one. It's uh, Bowling at Night. and uh, Yeah, I like that one, he, too. They they mentioned the Big Lebowski, which I thought was amusing. They do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It almost looks, it probably is black-lighted because you can see the black lights in the ceiling i think yeah uh and the guy's shoes are glowing so it's got that weird black light color let's see mark interante aka pinhole he's the uh the main the maintainer of this blog so i think it's all things that uh you know night pictures that he likes but uh he has some good ones on here and you could comment on every picture that he posts um and these aren't taken by him. The, these are ones he just finds. Right. These are things I think that have appeared in. Uh, looks like things that are appearing in the various night-related groups. Right. Yeah. After looking at some of these, I think um, night pictures are probably my favorite uh, genre. See, what's most frustrating is I have the gear, and I have the knowledge of how to do it. I just don't have the subject matter. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these are in, uh, you know, there's big city areas. or Urban areas, yeah. yeah. We don't have that around here so much. Okay, next up we have um, something that's kind of fun to play with, but doesn't really serve um, any particular purpose, I guess you could say. Nor should you feel it has to serve a purpose. Right. It's just a toy. It's a, it's a toy. So it's called Color Picker. It's, it's linked off a group called Color Fields, and... 
If you visit this site, it's um, what you'll see is a a large color palette with um, you know all the colors, and you could click. Right, it's a it's a color wheel. Color wheel, yeah. And uh, yeah, you can get uh, well, I guess all sixteen point seven million colors that the palette can display on a computer. Right. Basically, you uh, click one of them, and then you can adjust the uh, the intensity of the the color. And uh, let's see, it looks like about 15 pictures show up and these pictures primarily contain the color that you pick so um, it's kind of right the idea behind the color fields group is that the photos submitted to the pool will all be one color you know like a color field right um, so the thing is here you out of this uh, palette they've got in the center you just click whatever color you're looking for and it brings up a series of random images from the pool that match that I don't know how, I don't know what kind of algorithm he's using to select these, but nice work. Yeah, um, at first I thought, well, you know, how, how is he doing this? And I, I clicked the exact same color and the, the exact same shade um, several times over, and each time it displays uh, random images. So right. I don't know if they'll eventually repeat or not, but this is a they very do. cool idea. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if he pulls them... F- from any particular group, or if it's just from the color fields group yeah, itself. Yeah, it's from they're from things that were submitted to the color fields group. Okay. So if you have something that's pri- just a fun little way to find things at random. Yeah, if you have something that's primarily one color, um, a photo you've taken, maybe submit it to the color fields group, and then you could contribute to this uh, fun little project. And that's all it is—just a fun little project. Yeah. And he has some uh, related projects at the bottom. Um, one I looked at was the it's called the flicker chia pet and this is very silly uh you want to explain this one jason yeah it's like pictures of bald people or <laughs> yeah. uh i don't know just yeah, I, random pictures of people for the most part there's one landscape but uh, when you click on them you you then go to kind of a flash application or something where you you can plant seeds i guess just like a chia pet and then if you let them go for a while, they start growing and form this uh, little ant grass on top of wherever you wherever you drag the cursor. Right, and it as far as I could tell, it doesn't stop growing. They it, they at least they they keep moving. So, oh no, it it eventually stops. But uh, <laughs> it I mean, it, don't expect it to look realistic or anything because you're just you know painting on top of a of a photo that's you know realistic. So. Yeah, it may entertain you for about five minutes. Yeah, if you're bored, and then check the it thrill out. is gone. So, have you been caught chimping? Never, never. You know why? Because people don't watch me when I'm taking photos. Ha ha, ha ha. I'm always out in the middle of nowhere with no one around. Yeah, um, I had no idea what chimping was until we found this uh, this link. And a lot of people listening may not know, so. Why don't I explain it? Um, You know, almost all digital cameras have an LCD screen on the back. And what chimping is, is when you take a picture, then you look at the LCD screen on back, and you're reviewing the picture you just took, and you go, ooh, ooh, look at this one. Yeah. (laughs) And you kind of point it out to other people and make that monkey noise. Yeah, ooh, ooh, or, you know, wow. Just any type of uh, emotional response that, you know, causes you to make some sound. 
<laughs> right. And the way we found this video that we're going to link to in the show notes is there was a a thread on the Canon digital SLR group that uh, started out just with a, a completely legitimate question about uh, some settings on the Rebel XT mm-hmm. and devolved into this uh, uh, conversation about chimping and someone linked to this video that I thought was hilarious. Did you watch it yet? Yeah, I did. Um, in fact, well, what they link to is a uh, wiki- Wikipedia entry about <laughs> chimping, so it, I guess it is a real term. Can't the things that are showing up on Wikipedia these days. Yeah, including uh, including Flick- us, Flickercast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, if you do a search for Flickr on Wikipedia, we come up. But uh, anyways, so the a Wikipedia entry on chimping links to this video on uh, sportsshooter.com and it's a two-part yep. video and actually the first part's a little slow but uh the second part is hilarious when uh this guy's describing the the various sounds that people make when they're chimping or the different <laughs> yeah. positions when they're looking at uh yeah at the uh, lcd you know now i don't know why but it's regarded as kind of an amateur you know thing that amateurs do i don't know why it's useful i mean why why should you throw away one of the greatest benefits of using a digital camera just because amateurs do it right you know i i get really excited if i take a good picture and sometimes you could tell from that little lcd screen on your camera um although more often chimping is used to refer to people um if they're not sure whether they got a shot right checking the lcd screen to to verify what they've got right i think that's where the derogatory part comes in because there's some idea that if you're a pro you should just know the settings automatically and uh, right. This is you know, this is something. Maybe some people do, but it takes a while to get to that point, and this can be a big help. Yeah, this is some term that's uh, directed towards pros, and you know, if you just have a a point and shoot or um, you know some prosumer <coughs> digital camera, don't don't worry about it. You know, go ahead, look at your. I screen. would say if you have any camera, don't worry about it. Yeah, do what you need to do to get the shot because uh, no one's going to remember how you took it, but they'll be able to look at the shot. You know, till the end of time or whatever. I always look at my LCD screen simply because I want to see um, if I got the shot I wanted to get. If I didn't get it, then obviously I'm going to take another uh, picture. Right. <laughs> you know, so until I get it right, or at least. I think some of the animosity toward this is left over from the film days when you couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's sometimes there there's an attitude that uh, if you can't do it with film but you can do it with digital, it's somehow cheating. Oh yeah, nah, I don't, I don't buy into that. But I don't, I don't think that either. Yep. <laughs> so um, check out that video and remember, there's two parts to yeah, it. Yeah, well, so yeah, <laughs> another entertaining thing. Yeah. So if uh, people want to contact us, what's our email, Jason? Flickercast at gmail dot com. That's right, and visit our website at flickercast dot com. There you can leave comments suggestions and uh, download the latest episode also the Flickercast group flickr.com slash group slash Flickercast right and uh, and the Flickercast frapper that's right <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to mention this real quick if you enjoy the Flickercast um, consider voting for us on Podcast Alley uh, on our website we have a link that you could click on and that's uh, basically a direct link to it you just fill, fill in your email and uh that's it. You don't have to leave a comment. You don't have to put your name or anything. 
Right, and please do, because the sooner you make us famous, the sooner we can retire. Yeah. And I want to retire young. And in all seriousness, though, um, there's this belief that if your rank is higher, then more people will notice your podcast. So that's kind of what we're going for with that. Um, and everyone else does it, so we should, too. Yeah, let's just follow the leader on that. So, uh, and before we sign off completely, I promised Richard Pav, or Rich Pav, from Hero Flum Japan podcast that I would plug his podcast real quick. And his website is Hero Flum Japan, and that's H E R R O F L O M Japan.com. And uh, that's basically a um, what's called an English joke, you know, like bad English. I don't know, but his podcast is basically um, about living in Japan, and it's very entertaining. So when you're not listening to the Flickercast, check that one out. Yeah, and I promised um, Adam Curry that I would promote the Daily Source Code because I think he really needs my help. That's a small, underappreciated podcast, and uh, oh yeah, this I enjoy it, <laughs> and I think you might too. This Week in Tech also, right? And Don and Drew, I'm sure yeah, they need and, the uh, extra listeners. There's... There's these two, um, this couple from Wisconsin that, like, record out of their farmhouse. I forget their names right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully, uh, we have, <laughs> this has been kind of a silly podcast, so I hope everyone has enjoyed it, and Woot. we will see you next week. I am Brian. Oh, but wait, Brian, wait. What? We have to get our, uh, we have to get our copyright thing out of the way. Because we took music from the Podsafe Music Network. We did. And they'll break our knees if we don't say that the music came from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Yes. <laughs> so we're safe for another week now. Yep. That's our intro and our um, ending music today. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to play the full song. Just yeah. if, if they let you groove on it for like 20 seconds or so. It was Green Dome Sheck with a song called Kowalski. Yes. So, at music.podshow.com. I am Brian Campbell before uh, <laughs> we rant for uh, too much longer. Oh, and, I, and I'm Jason Matthews, who has ranted for too much longer. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, man. I got too tongue twisted there <laughs> at the end. Hello, Cecily. This is your shout-out, because you said you would not listen unless you got one. Now you are one of the cool kids. Ah, 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 boom.